Hey guys, welcome back. It's Dee Dee with another episode of Beauty with a Twist. I'm super excited for this week's episode because we have a special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Monique Tompkins and I am the owner of the Hair Cafe here Oops. in Rancho Cucamonga. Period. Cheers Period. to that. Cheers. Thank you for coming on. Oh, you- thanks for having me. Are you excited? It's her first podcast, you guys. Yes, I'm very excited. Yes. Nervous, all of the above. I know. Let me drink. <laughs> and a drink to that one. Mm-hmm. Cheers. These, these glasses are so cute, you guys. Thank you. Amazon. Amazon. All right, babe. So let's okay. go ahead and introduce yourself. We said the whole shabam. Let's okay. get to know what you do. By the way, you guys, she has a salon right next door to mine. Yes. So let's talk about like how you started, where you came from and all of that. Okay. So I'm 47. I came from Los Angeles, California by way of Compton because I did my first part of life in Compton, California. I am a mother of four. I've been a hairstylist now for about 28 years. I love it. I'm so happy. Although I've been doing it this long, I'm still very satisfied with my decision to make this my career. Um, I went to school in Inglewood for cosmetology mm-hmm. and I went from working in Los Angeles to migrating here to the Inland Empire and I built my family here and I just started. So that was just one move. So you went from here. I to- went from Los Angeles to here. So I had to start my business all over from scratch because I had built a business in Los Angeles and I did v- pretty well for myself. I had only probably been, I've been here for 15 years, 16 now. So if I've been in business for about 28 years, uh, all the years before that, I did them in LA. So I had a clientele and then I had to start all over from scratch in the Inland Empire. And mm-hmm. that was a... That was scary. Yeah. But luckily for me, I had a husband who knew a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> no, he just took care of everything. So I was oh, able to okay. slowly build my clients. But out. how did you do that? Like how how did you like where did you promote yourself? Because back then Instagram wasn't Instagram. Nope, there was no Instagram. We MySpace? barely had we had MySpace. <laughs> we barely had Facebook, but I was very organic. So the the generation that I grew up in in the hair industry, we were passing out business cards. Like you see somebody and you had this spiel and you'd be like, Oh, your hair looks beautiful. Let me give you a business card. I'm a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. But I had to accept a shitload of rejection in order to get the clientele. So I just start, I I even did free hair just to try to prove myself. Cause I literally only knew maybe about four people in the empire, my family, my cousins. And so they let me do their hair. They told people about me and it wasn't like I was a trash stylist. It was just, no one knew who I was. So I had to prove myself. Yeah. And I worked in a salon that was pretty popping at the time. Mm So, and I just kind of met the right people and landed in Rancho Cucamonga and it's just been popping ever since. So the marketing, since it wasn't there, it was like always word by mouth. Like how would you even- Absolutely. Like how would you even post? Like how would they even know? There was no posting. There was no posting. So there it was, was like, yeah, she did good hair. Go to her. No, honestly, yeah, it was. It was all. I came from the generation where it was all word of mouth. Um, oh, let me tell you about this girl that just did my hair. Or we ran ads, like literally ads in the paper. Like I'm a dinosaur. Like <laughs> you guys are so. They did work. They absolutely worked. Yeah. yeah, they worked. I mean, look at where I'm at. So, oh, yeah, and I didn't get here from Instagram. I'm barely figuring Instagram out. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So then after you graduated, you finished, you had a salon out there or? No, no, no. So I graduated. We graduated back then. It was 1600 hours. Mm -hmm. I clocked out at my 1600 and I literally walked around the corner and rented a booth, rented a booth, which was the most successful failure of my career. That was the worst. So I didn't have a mentor. I went to cosmetology mm. school and in cosmetology school, you, you do whatever the demographically they provide you. Yeah. So I went to school in Inglewood and what we did were pressing curls or jerry curls. Mm. So I felt strong and my clientele was good while I was in school. But when I walked around that corner, I thought it was like, I think booth rent at the time might've been $90 a week. Oh my God. a week. And believe it or not, that was a struggle. So I worked there for probably about six months and it was a failure. That wasn't the move to make, but I didn't know. So I became successful by experience, by failing several times and learning from my mistakes is how I got where I'm at right now. Yeah. And I failed a lot. 
So like you would take like one client, not even a one client. Or- I would do a client, but so I thought that this the people who were going to me in school would follow me, oh. but no one told me that. Oh no, sis, they're gonna stay with the school because it's ten dollars at the school, mm-hmm. and now you're fifty dollars, so they're not coming to you. Yeah. So that's where it became a. I call it a successful failure because those failures made me successful because yeah. I wasn't. I'm, I'm not entitled. I had to bust my ask for everything that I have. Mm-hmm. So even like, I don't have a lot of followers on social media, but the ones that I have, they're all organic. So and they're like you your know. regulars. They just come and they come and or you, hashtagging, you know, you yeah. learn that and people just follow me or like, I never paid for anything. Not, yeah, anything. I didn't do any of that. So, and then I don't have time because now I'm so busy that I really don't have time to do a lot of promoting and stuff yeah. like that. So, and so even taking new clients, like you have, oh, that's a struggle, but I have a team. God has absolutely blessed me with some amazing women. So what I do is I have some commission and I have booth renters. I just take the business. I keep it in the house. And I just funnel it through the salon. So what I'm doing is I'm in a position in my career that I can help build other people to have a bigger and better clientele because I can't do it all. And that makes me feel good. I, I love that part. To help other it. people. Absolutely. I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do here. Like I'm trying to like get like if I'm busy, I'm like, just take them. Like I, can't, I yeah. just can't do it because mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, like if you ask my booth renters, they've gotten really good regulars now because I was busy and because I, you know, said, you know, I want you to be successful. So I, I did them the favor and I right. said, here, you deserve it. Take them. And now they're like, you know, they're become their regulars now. So this is my second salon, but there's never been a stylist. So I am, I am very giving. Mm-hmm. I'm very fair. And for me, I remember where I came from. I remember all the mistakes that I made. So anyone who works with me, whether you work for me or with me, I do everything in my power to help build. So there's never been anyone to work with me that I didn't promote them or I didn't help build them. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't give anybody their skill. They all came with the skill. But all I did was give them the the people, trust their skill set enough to, to... because the clients believe in me, they trust me. So I'm like, she's good. She's mm. gonna take care of me. And so, but that's what in our salon they come and they're like, you know, the hair cafe, but then they know it's yours. So yeah. they expect everyone to be at your level. Ab- absolutely. And I talk to my girls, and I. So what I do, what I've learned to do is I evaluate where their strengths are. I give, and all the girls have a different strength. So I have Didi, she's good in her weaves. I have Captoria, who's excellent in her color. I have Trina, who does her locks. Then I have my new commission stylist, who she's really grinding. She's really good in her pressing curls. I will give them what where their strengths are mm. now if they want me to help challenge them, them yeah i tried I, so they're independent so i have to be careful mm. but if they want my help i'll give it you know what i mean so mm. I, I tread light but my commission style is i'm on her neck like <laughs> you gotta do this you gotta do that you know yeah, but she loves it and yeah. i appreciate that i like that part yeah but i think a lot of the time that people because you know you do go to salons and like especially like franchises mm-hmm. you know like Let's say European Wax Center, mm-hmm. right? Because it's such a big name, they expect all the workers to be good, mm-hmm. and then that's and the prices are high, they, so they expect, they, yeah, yeah, you know. And then when the you know the waxers leave and they have their own salon, sometimes they don't follow them because maybe they'll be like even more, prob- mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes it's like, are they there? Are are there um, loyal to the brand? Exactly, Lo- loyalty is everything, and that that's I've experienced that before, yeah. you know, where. I've had a stylist that left and she had some clients, but they ended up coming back because they were just loyal to the hair cafe, you know? So that's just, a little. but I appreciate that because it makes me feel like I've worked hard and I've done what I needed to do to, to build that brand. You know what I mean? So, so then after you were at the, the, after you graduated, then you went to the rent, you got a room. Mm-mm. Where did you go after that? Where you were like, it's a complete failure. Um, I went to work at a salon on Crenshaw Ooh. and it was a better environment because I was able to learn the salon that I went to first out of cosmetology school. It was me and another girl who graduated cosmetology. So we couldn't teach each other yeah. nothing because yeah, we both, both knew. Knew. <laughs> So 
Um, I, I ended up picking up. I, I made a few moves in between, mm-hmm. not nothing to really talk about or remember. But then I moved on Crenshaw and. Crenshaw is always, I'm not not sure if you're familiar, but it's busy. So the women that worked there, they had a large clientele. They fed me, but they taught me a lot too. So I was able to learn some haircuts. I was able to learn some color. So after after I left there, that's when I moved to the Inland Empire. And um, I'm going to say that Back when I left LA, booth rent was, let's just say, $120 okay. at the time. I had a decent clientele where I was able to see a profit. Then I moved to the Inland Empire and I was traveling. I had a oh. newborn and I was traveling to LA. Sometimes I wouldn't get home to two o'clock in the morning because I was still, I was not new, but I had a lot going on in my life. I had a baby. So I wasn't as fast. So I was working late. Moved here and started all over. Was and this was your first baby? No, that was my last baby. So you were pregnant when you were at cosmetology school? No, I already had a kid in cosmetology. Okay, so how? let me back up a little bit. Graduated. I had a baby in high school. Okay. I was really young when I had my first child. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got married. My husband had a daughter. We had our raised our two kids together. And then we had a son together. Mm. And then I had, I, when I came to the Inland Empire, that was when I had my last boy. He's 15 now. Oh, so okay. I've been here for 16 years. So then you would travel. Would you travel like, like the travel fee, were you charging all that? Like, no. where would you do? Where I was you? working still on Crenshaw. Oh, so okay. I was working okay. in the salon, but it became too overbearing. It was too much for me. So what I did was I just quit. Dang. I quit. So I had a couple of people that followed me, but then it became hard for them. It's like, oh my god, I need my hair here, done. Yeah. yeah, I need my hair done on Friday. It's traffic. Like, I'll catch you on the flip side, Monique. So, but my clients were awesome because they would refer people that they knew that lived here. They were refer. So that was part of my journey of moving out here, building a business. Yeah. So, and then after then, you got a solo salon. No, I worked in about three salons, and then eventually. To build your clientele, and mm-hmm. then eventually, mm-hmm. I got a solo suite. Okay. I felt like my clientele was strong enough. I got a, I got a double. Oh, and for those the doubles who, are expensive. Let me tell you. Okay. And Hold it on. was funny because there, there were girls that were like, "How are you going to be able to afford that?" Or you know, you get criticized oh, in yeah. this industry. Everybody is checking for your dollar, and it's like, yeah. sis, I had to tell one young lady. You act like you never pay for my extensions. Like you pay me, <laughs> so why wouldn't I be able yeah. to afford this? But moving on, um, I did a solo suite for a year, and what I realized because at the end of the day, I, so I have a degree. I, mm-hmm. I went to college. I got a business degree, and I started really focusing in on the money you make in a solo suite. I was there for a year. I broke my lease. My suite owner was so amazing. He let me break my lease without charging me that extra Next year. Yeah. Um, there's a salary cap on you when you have a solo suite because you're managing a business in in 200 to 300 square feet. Yeah. It's only so much you can do in that square footage. Mm-hmm. And I can't preach this enough. It's awesome to feel like you're a boss and you're your own business, but a solo suite, and I'm not downing the suites because no. I came from one and some of my close friends have suites. There's a salary cap. And I just don't feel like it's the same as being a business. It's not the same as having a business where you're paying invoices and you're responsible for people. Not knocking that. Well, yeah, because yeah. they still need insurance. They you, still need all of that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah they yeah, do. Yeah. yeah, they do still have to have insurance. Yeah. It just becomes a little different when you have the building, when you're paying the lease. You got permits. Go, permits, contracts. It's a lot. It's a big difference. Your insurance goes different. Okay? Oh, yeah. Everything goes. And that's why I try to tell people because I don't know if you know where I came from. I went from home to a shop. I didn't go to a solo. I didn't go to. Mm-hmm. I went from home to a, to a whole shop. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I didn't know what the hell I was getting myself mm-hmm. into until I started doing it. And I was like, I don't know if I could do this. Yeah. You know, because it's different. It's like people don't understand it's much more, and we're not saying anything about, you know, the solo salons. But oh, no, not at all. Because I came from a solo, but my vision was bigger yeah. than the solo suite. So what I, the only thing for me, and solos work, our private suites work great for 
you have to know where you are in your business. Yeah. They are awesome and they create great revenue. And sometimes people don't want to work with a lot of people. They want to be by and themselves. They want to be by themselves. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. But for me, I had a bigger vision. I knew that I wanted to own a salon, but I didn't want to have like, I really wasn't interested in booth renting. I wanted commission because I want to make money. And once again, here we are with another salary cap. If I own a salon and everybody's booth renting, I have a salary cap. A, a stylist can come into my salon and make $10,000 in one day and I will get my $300 a week. You know, so I just look at the numbers and I, I'm trying to, for me, I just wanted to get where I knew I could retire from this business. You so know? you think commission is better? Than Employee commission for me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if you structure your business right, your stylist can make a lot of money. But then you'll have the same income from your renters every week or. But but OK, so let me give you an example. I'm a five star salon, right? Mm-hmm. I have a list of people trying to get into my salon. If I had all commission, everyone will eat and everyone will make great money. What a lot of times um, to me, um, well, it's not taught in cosmetology school is the business aspect. My commission stylist, she's not responsible for anything. She sees her appointments Mm -hmm. and she comes to work. Her taxes are paid. She gets a salary and we go on about our day. When you're a booth runner, you have this overhead. You have to keep an inventory. It's so much. We're inventorying all of that. It's my responsibility. But my commission stylists are my employee stylists. They're still making a shitload of money because my business is structured financially where we all can win. So yeah. it just depends on your structure. Yeah. But for me in my career, I what I did was, remember I said I successfully failed, right? Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of coaching. I've done a lot of classes. I went and got my degree. So I spent a lot of time and money in trying to make sure that not only did I know how to do hair, but I understood the business. So that's kind of yeah. where, what I stand on. And they didn't teach you that. No, and trust they, me, they definitely didn't. don't teach you that in cosmetology. No, they don't. I was like struggling. I was like after, because, you know, when I went to esthetician school, they didn't teach me. They didn't basically just taught me, hey, here's the books and there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't teach me like how to build a clientele, yeah. how to market yourself. How do you, you know, become right. successful? Right. They just said here, this is how you Pass get your license. Board. And that is it. You know what I mean? And they want to make sure that their state, that their state board numbers <laughs> passing are great. And that's because at the end of the day, school's a business. Yeah. So they care that you pass state board. And if you need a little bit of brush up, they're there for you. But advanced education, that comes from you. Yeah. And I and I encourage everyone, always take classes. Like right now, a lot of people don't know. Um, I've talked to so many stylists and no one knows about Premiere. Are you going to Premiere? What is what? that? Choke you. What is Premiere it? is a hair show. It's usually in Orlando and um, I think Columbus, Ohio, and somewhere else. It's in Anaheim on April the second and the third. Oh my god! But they go. do mostly hair, though. No, right? they the do skin? all. The, it's every. It's like ISIS. Oh, okay. okay. But it's a big deal. Because oh, that's it's network. Oh, I did. I did went to Vegas for mm-hmm. that one for an esthetician one, and mm-hmm. I networked so much, and mm-hmm. I highly recommend that. Everyone that wants to get their name out there, get your business cards ready. Yes. Go to every booth and say, "This is what I do. This is what I do." Absolutely. And here's my Instagram. Yeah, that's <laughs> literally. Right. Yeah. So you guys should be going on per, um, premiere. It's in Anaheim on the second, third, and it's it's exciting to me because it's all it's never been to California, so it means I'm like, yes. Are you going Cali- both days? I'm going both. Hell yeah! <laughs> and here's the thing: we don't have any hair shows here. Oh, no, the Long Beach one, no, not anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh, they don't no. have it here anyway. So I thought they had the Long Beach one. They used to, but see, because people like you wasn't going, <laughs> they don't got it no more. <laughs> no, but we. we I, you know, I go to the. I went to like a couple, but they're all esthetician ones. There were no, but I just see some hair. But mostly mm-hmm. the ones I go to are just purely like skin. Okay, so. I'll send you the link, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot I'm of stuff going on with the, uh, with Premiere. Oh, I was looking at the classes this morning, so I'll send them to you. So um, after that, you were at this couple salons, uh-huh. then you're at the Sola, uh-huh. then you got your first salon. Yes. How was that? Scary. So the owner, she shared no information with me. She just sold the salon. So I bought the salon, um, pay cash. <laughs> 
but this is what people don't understand. You buy the lease. You when you're buying the salon, you're buying what's inside because you don't you don't own the commercial property. Speak the facts because I'm, I'm yes right. <laughs> so people are like, oh, it's not worth it. It's not this. You don't get to put a value in this business. You really don't get to put a value on the business. So sometimes people sell client information. When I bought this particular salon, I didn't buy client information. I just bought the building inside the building. Everything that was there, it was a turnkey. But I also had about five or six staff members. Mm. The owner didn't tell them she had it for sale. So here I come buying it and I'm like, um, it's all white women. And it was a culture shock. So I'm, I'm younger and the walls were beige and the, the lighting was horrible. So I wanted to put reset lightings in. I want to turn the white, the walls white. So it was such a culture shock. I had the ladies for six months to a year and they all left. But again, I prepared myself financially because I made so much money behind my chair, my booth rent, I never spent it. I put all the booth rent away to prepare myself because I knew the ladies probably wouldn't stay with me for a long time because I came in with a different mindset, which was okay. Those ladies don't work with me, but I still see them on social media. We still speak. It was great. And then after that, I was there for six years, COVID hit, my lease was up. And then I ran it while we were, because I've been um, on development for this building since 2017. My husband did the demolition for this building. So it used to be something else. My husband did all the dig out because that's what he does for a living. And I was one of the first, um, it was three of us. I was one of the first leasees in um, in the complex. So 2017, we didn't get in until 2020. Yeah. I worked. I had been working throughout all that time. So 2020, we opened up and now I'm on my second salon. And this was, oh, uh, this is a different experience. I oh, build yeah. out. Let me tell have you. Have your money up if you want to build out. You, you cannot just... build out with $10,000, no. no, Not no. when you got to do plumbing. And you know what, Monique? I didn't know that. Yeah. But you know what? Something about me, though, I'm really good at saving. So mm-hmm. I saved up so much money. Mm-hmm. This wasn't like this when, you no. know, it was empty. It was ugly. There was nothing. There was no floors. There was no walls. There was Remember nothing. all the permits you had to get that you weren't prepared for? Oh, my God. All the fucking money I spend. Listen, listen. You need Plumbing. a fucking permit for Plumbing. anything, okay? Plumbing? Fucking permit to take a shit, literally, because yeah. everything. <laughs> Plumbing? Plumbing was, uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. My plumbing was $13,000. Oh, my God. $13,000. No, that's how it is, though. Plumbing. But because a lot of it people, didn't come with it. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that if you're going to open up a business, you're going to spend a pretty coin. Do your homework yeah. and know what you want. Get a building that has already stuff inside. I was about to say that. <laughs> Do build outs, you need to be financially in a good position. You yeah. don't want to use a whole lot of credit because I honestly don't feel like there's a return on this. Really? All the money that we spend... If we were to only stay for our five-year lease, you did not make a return on the amount of money. I'm probably $66,000. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. Of, I'm not, I didn't get that. So my, my money's been paying the bills, but to, to gain that money back. And who's going to get it next? They're going to get it and they're going to be like happy and cool. So yeah, yeah. build outs are not the thing to me. Yeah, they're going to come in here. I know another place they're going to have like probably another salon in here. They're going to be like, damn, it's already done. And I'm like, fuck, well, I did turn all of key. it. Literally. That's what a turnkey is. I know? did all of it. You know what I mean? So my advice that if you were to ever do a new development um, and a, or a build out, try to sell before you walk away. Because you want to get some of your profit back because a build out is just, and depending on the city that you live in, Rancho Cucamonga is so strict and it's very expensive. Depending on the city that your business is in, you got to take all those things and factor them in on what it's going to cost. Do sometimes you do, I tell myself this all the time, like, how do you do it? I tell myself like, oh, I, I don't know how I do it. No, but I tell myself, you know, I'm not afraid. I, I tell myself like, how do I do it? I'm like. Fuck, like, I don't even know sometimes on how I do it, but it's because I, I think it's because I push and I work so Absolutely. hard, but there's days I see I'm just you like, when you pull in doing a hundred miles an hour, I'm like, oh. one day she's not going to stop. <laughs> one day she's going to not press the brake and she's going to run into the building and thank you because we need an insurance plan. <laughs> how I do it is I drink <laughs> every day, every night I drink 
my Wilson Creek almond champagne and it keeps me going. I'm like, yes, I got this. Once I start drinking, I'm all hyped. I'm like, I can do this shit. I'll be in the shower like, yep, I'm going to get some more clients. Yeah. So, yeah. It's the alcohol, baby. It's the alcohol. Yeah. And like, I, I'm, I just like, I just be so stressed out sometimes, you know, because that's another question. Like, in the beginning, how you said, we talked about earlier, like, I don't know how to juggle my work, my life, and balance it mm-hmm. both at the same time. Right. Because when it's your business and it's your baby, you kind of want to be here all the time, you know? And, like, for me, especially because you've been in the industry for so long, however, I haven't. So it's kind of like I always want to – even though I have the cameras, I could always check and stuff. But it's like – Yeah. How do you juggle Look how many times I got broken into. I know. I've been broken into twice. But let, uh, let me be a little transparent. A lot of people don't know this about me. For the people who do know me, my, me building my career um, interfered with my marriage. It caused a lot of problems in my family. Because who I became as a a business owner wasn't the woman that my husband married. I was so focused and so, because I had, remember, I successfully, successfully failed so many times prior that when I got my first salon, I was like, I can't fail. I can't fail. I would get off of work, pour me a glass of wine. Two, three, four, five. <laughs> I was I like, would sit because it was the first time in my life that I was responsible for other people eating. And because I had employees, not my booth room, I'm talking about the women that worked for me, they had children. So I wouldn't go home until I made sure all the paperwork was done. I made sure all the books, all the voicemails were checked. All the money was in the account. I did everything. And so sometimes I wouldn't get home until midnight, one that's, o'clock in the morning. Me. And what happened, my husband was so used to, I cooked, I took care of him, I took care of the kids, and that didn't exist anymore. So it caused serious problems in our marriage, but it was worth it for me because my husband had his career and he was flourishing. He was, my husband is extremely successful and I wanted to be my own person too. Mm -hmm. So you, 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 when you have a business and you're married, always talk to your partner. And that's where the balance comes in is make sure you communicate, even with, even if you don't have a partner and it's just your children, talk to them, let them know, like, this is what mommy needs to do. And I would actually put my bills on the table and be like, this is how much this costs. And this is why I got to work. I'm sorry. I couldn't make it to your game, but this is why we had to do what we had to do. So today I travel three times a year. I go on vacation three times a year because I did all that. Like I, so many years of doing this and I was like you always working, always working. It won't be like that forever, but you're still early. So just hang in there and you'll, you'll be fine. Thank God you don't have kids and you don't Uh, have a husband. So you're fine. I don't got a boo. I don't got kids, but you know, I think of like my employees, like I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I was talking to my assistant earlier. I was like, you know, we we're talking about like the future and stuff. And I was just telling her, like, I looked at her, I was like, you just don't understand. Like I'm stressed, but I, mm-hmm. most of everything, I think I'm tired, tired. Like I can't, I, I was like, do you see, like, I haven't got my lashes done. I'm wearing makeup. Okay. But I, I don't have no nails. I ain't got no lashes yeah. because the last thing I want to do is I want to go home. I want to go take a hot shower and I want to go to sleep. Yeah. You know, I but, understand. and I, I got to wake up every day and have like, how are they going to eat? Cause yeah. now I'm like, you're responsible for, for other everybody, mm-hmm. everybody inside of this building. You are responsible for. And that is stressful. It is. It is. So I'm like, how do I do work life? How do I balance it? How do I also, I'm taking care of everything. I'm talking drink social media. Like, and I tried and I know what, <laughs> this is my first drink so after sweet. 13. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. This was my first drink after like, 13 days Okay. because I was like, I was drinking every day. Mm-hmm. I was getting swollen. Mm-hmm. I was drinking two glasses of wine. How much would I post that I was drinking wine, Marlo? I two glasses? Drink- that gets you swollen? No, Try I two wouldn't. bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on two bottles. Like, and guess what? I don't care what nobody say about me. If it keeps me going and it keeps me that's, like, that's thriving, a crack. that's <laughs> what I'm going <laughs> to do. Cheers. So, but you know what? You're really in a good place. Because you're 25. Mm-hmm. I didn't have I didn't have what you had at 25. I didn't have social media. I didn't even have um, the vision 
at 25. Like that's big. At 25, I was a mother of three, you know? So I had a little bit of vision, but I had to worry about basketball, cheer, and, you know, making sure my husband had a plate yeah. and dinner and, you know, so you're in a good place. Yeah. By I'm, the time you're, by the I'm time pushing. you're 30, oh. you'll be great. I'm going to be in Bora Bora. Don't talk to me. Yes. I'm don't. on a fucking boat. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes. <laughs> With all the rich men. Oh, <laughs> And I'm gonna be single still, okay? <laughs> no, but that yeah. might be the place to be. Yeah, a single life. I don't know, <laughs> but we'll see. That's how I tell people all the time, and like that's one of the advices I give is like give yourself, you know, like if, especially if you're going through like business and like when owning a business, I tell people, and yes, it's not giving away from like the people that work nine to five, but owning your own business is you're on the clock 24 seven. Yeah. It don't matter if, you know, like, yeah, I, I had to tell my mom that she's like, you never answer your phone. I can't answer my phone. Well, you're the boss. I'm, I'm no, I'm not. I am, but I'm not. But like, that, why did they tell me that? Yeah. You can do whatever. I cannot do whatever I want to do. <laughs> I work for these people sitting in my chair. I cannot do whatever I want. You can't so. be working like this. No. Or, you oh, know, yeah, no. Absolutely you know what I mean? not. Like, absolutely not. So. I can't be on the phone with the, like, I can't even touch my phone when I'm doing a facial. No, you cannot. It's so, not sanitary. So. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, what the fuck? How am I supposed to, you know, and my friends tell me that too. Like, oh, we haven't seen you in a minute. I'm like, I'm fucking making bread. I'm sorry. You, you know? know what I, my, 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 my advice, the whole wide world, whoever sees this video, whether you are a booth renter, if you're in this industry, whether you're a booth renter, a private suite owner, a salon owner, student, get a life coach. My life coach changed my life. I've I've done therapy before, but my life coach, she held me accountable to my goals. She held me accountable to whatever it was that I had was planning for myself. She absolutely held me accountable. She would remind me that you're going in the wrong direction. I can't tell you what to do, but let, and she would keep notes and be like, remember on September 3rd, you said that you wanted to open a school. This is not the direction you, cause I started selling life insurance. She was like, what does that have to do with the school? Like we're off track. So I have found so much glory in having a, a life coach because she's my accountability partner. Your friends, your really good friends, they're going to be like, yeah, girl, they're gonna be always do on it. Your yeah. Side. yeah, girl, do it. But you need that one person who isn't biased yeah. and it's like, that's not the way to go. So I believe in life coaching. It's, it's helped me a lot. It's really, it really has. Yeah. Cause my therapist is not doing the job. No, <laughs> no. I've had a therapist and, and we did really good until uh, we didn't. So yeah, you that's know. me right now. I'm on the verge. I'm like, oh, what the fuck am I paying for this? You know, because it's like that part, that part. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm really happy. I love the decisions that I've made, even the poor ones, because I get to look back and say I wouldn't be where I am today had I not made these mistakes. So like my first salon, my husband paid cash for it. So it was kind of like handed to me. And I did appreciate it because we made yeah. a deal. He was like, you can't call me for anything unless it's like major hot water heater, somebody broke in, something like that. And yeah. I stuck to my guns and I, I, I honored that. This salon, not one piece of help. No help. I figured it out all on my oh. own. And I feel, I feel very empowered as a woman because I think a lot of times people don't understand that women actually kind of sit at the bottom of the totem pole. Oh, yeah. You know, so I did my own negotiating. I did my own design. I, everything, I, I found my own plumbers. Um, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I had some help, but it wasn't the help from my husband that he normally just pays for things and, and makes things happen. No, my husband played no role at all in where I am in my salon. And I feel good because I'm like, I'm a big girl. I did yeah. it by And your salon yeah. is beautiful. Thank you. So Thank the you. aesthetic of it, everything Thank you. to the I floors, it. it's bomb. Thank you. Thank you. So it's round so of applause, put the, put the little fucking clap emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so now, because you've been open since what, 2020, right? Mm -hmm. We all opened together. No, I opened, I was barely building that year. So I opened 2021. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, it took okay. me a year to build. Okay, okay, It was okay, okay. crazy, but. Okay. So 2020, April, so April 1st is my anniversary. 2020, April 1st, 
I my doors were open. Mine's was January twenty eighth. I just turned one year. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Congratulations! Oh, no. Yours is coming up. Two it years, feels like you've been here forever. I know. Oh, that's fucking building. Not because I was seeing your ass every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was stressed. You should see me. I was literally carrying my checkbook everywhere I fucking went. I fucking you carried- did good though because it didn't look like you were stressed at all. Oh, you know, it was a little Botox and the filler. I made myself look good. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Because when I was doing, uh, so I had the opportunity to build while they were building because I had been working this program, this process since 2017. Um, so while they were still putting things up, I was able to put in things too, like my electricity, mm. putting on my walls, little things I was able so I can bypass some permits so yeah. you know i rode their coattail for a little while um they allowed me to do it but yeah it's been a journey yeah it actually feels like we've been here for like five years but you know how long is your lease for same thing five mm-hmm. and listen you're gonna take a nap and you're gonna open your eyes and you're gonna be like fuck i gotta sign this lease again fuck dude and i am though i am because i'm like i fucking build this shit I, I, this That's is how not the, I feel. this is gonna be That's number how I feel. this is gonna be because i eventually obviously my my goal in life is my school mm-hmm. you know but i want to make beauty lounge in another another city this is gonna be the first baby and then we eventually have, what sign are you i'm a cancer so i'm a sagittarius and we have the same goals yeah i have i want a school but i don't want a cosmetology school i want a business school for cosmetology um, and i want to open up my next salon yeah. in orange county yeah i want to do my do this shit. i, I want to do it so, you know it i just want to be able to be like hey where did you go i went to beauty lounge by Didi, but yeah. i went to the, what location i went to riverside yeah or i went to west covina uh-huh. you know what i mean right. and eventually you know corporate or something like yeah. that to make it be like everywhere that's my goal my goal is to open a another Let's salon get in brea yes. i have my location where i want to be i i want to be in brea i want to open up an, mm. so i don't want a school let's let, let i want an academy there's Beautiful. a big difference we you talked about I mean? this though we did we, did. we talked we about did. that we did we did, we did. yeah so. I want a whole, I want a licensing school. I, I want to oh, be yeah, able yeah, yeah. to be what they didn't teach you to be taught at my school. So my girlfriend, Amber, has a book, What They Didn't Teach You in Cosmetology School. Ooh. She wrote a book. You should grab it because yeah, should. it will, wh- whatever direction you're going in for um, your school, you can look at that and be like, because at the end of the day, what I love about our industry is that we work together. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I'm just not a big fan of people working at home and people working in suites because I feel like this industry was built on camaraderie, working together. We grow, we grow and it makes the industry so much stronger when we're together. Yeah, but a lot of people are haters though. They don't support that. That's why we are down to a thousand hours. <laughs> because we're not working together. So we're in these little, we're we're all by ourselves and we're not staying in the know of what's going on. Mm -hmm. If we were all inside of a building together, you know, we could keep and And grow and grow and just know what's going on and take control of our, of our industry. Right now, our industry is controlled by Congress. That's ridiculous. They don't even do hair. (laughs) Give me a break. Like city councils and shit like that. Like, come on. Like this industry has been around for a long time. And guess what? Beauty is so important. Oh, you can't get a job if your hair is not done. People like, Image and beauty are so important. Mm-hmm. And we men make that happen and for women you. because men, men need a haircut. They can't be going scrawny no. to an interview, right? No. no one can. Kids, students, like I was watching, look, I was watching a crime show the other night, and um one of the things that the um prosecutor was concerned about is that the woman on trial was so beautiful that she was gonna get leniency. Because she was beautiful. And that's a thing. Beautiful people get leniency. We're important. Catch a case. (laughs) We're going to take care of you. Like, that's real, some real shit. Well, no, but there is a guy that was in jail. He did his mugshot. He got, he's with, um, he did a runway with Prada. 
the black guy with the tattoo. Yes, dude, fine. he was fun as fuck. I was like, hold on, yes. woo! Like, he's a fucking, he's a fucking model. Like he's a fucking model. Like all because of fucking mugshot. Yeah, went viral. Fine ass mugshot too. Not <laughs> just no mugshot. A fine ass light mugshot. skin, blue eyes, and tattoo right here. Yeah. He's walking yeah. for Prada now. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And he's with some rich woman. Oh yes, I and seen he that. left his his girlfriend. I see his that. wife. Yeah. Oh so my let God. me tell you, beauty is important. Yeah. Because you're not gonna be looking all toe up in a whole Burberry outfit. Like oh, no you want Burberry. your highlights done. You want your lips done. You want your Botox. You want your facial. You want like, good skin. You yes. want and you want that wax. Yeah. Pull pure the wax. Yeah. The Even wax. though you can't see it. But after you someone see sees it, it. <laughs> may the best man win, and multiple women or multiple, <laughs> it doesn't matter, but someone's gonna see it. No, but I always say the beauty industry will never die, it can't, it won't. It may not be recession proof, but this is oh. what I always say something's gonna happen tragically and everybody's gonna stop fucking coming to me to get their hair done and then they're gonna realize that their fucking hair is shot out <laughs> and then they're gonna come and pay triple what they were paying if they would have just kept the service going yeah because you need me at the end of the day you need your skin to be no one feels good and they look in the mirror and they got acne oh. No one looks good if they got broken off hair. Or like the no. black roots and then the blonde yes, on here. No, like, don't do no, that. No, no one's happy yeah. with any of that. So with that being said, we are, we're never going anywhere. We're like truckers. You can't live without us. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. I was pretty slow um, last year. And I talked about this in another podcast for like two months. Um, but only because my industry is kind of different. Hair is more like, I need my hair done. I need a haircut. I need That's not true. But but for me, I was pretty slow, right? But I, I figured out, I was like, why? What am I doing? I, I was blaming myself for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, am I not good enough? Is it, you know, because two months I wasn't, I was really slow last yeah. year. But then I was like, I can't just let this bring me down. Like, I need to yeah. fucking work. I need to pose. I need to, you yeah. know, do something. And all the people, they just, I thought they would go to someone else. And, you know, I don't know what happened, but by me not giving up, I kind of just like. Kept Do you know what those two months were? No. Okay. You so your responsibility is to manage those months. So yeah. you need to predict next year, those months are going to come back because it wasn't you that it was. We all have slow time. Like right now, think about this. If you own a detailing company. Mm -hmm. Are you making any money right now? No. Absolutely not. Now, our weather has been different now than it usually is. But let's just say between December and February, detailers don't make a lot of money. You should be prepared for that. And because you're new, you probably haven't kept up with the trend on what the slow times are. Whatever those months are, go back and look at them. Look at your system yeah. and see what they were so you can prepare for next year because those are your slow months. And it was crazy because I, I never had that happen to me in the um, four years that I was yeah. in this industry. Never had a slow month. So it probably happened, but your overhead wasn't the same. Yeah. So you're looking at shit different. Exactly. You're like, I got to pay these motherfucking that's bills. That's exactly what the fuck I was on. I wasn't just going to say it though. <laughs> exactly. So, But that's what happens when you become a boss and you got these invoices. Yeah. And because those things don't stop. You, you got to keep going. So now you, your fear can't kicked in and you starting to realize like, oh my God, I'm slow. Before you probably, maybe you stayed at home with mommy or maybe um, you just, you live comfortably, but now everything is on you. Yeah. So we, every industry has some slow months. Oh yeah. Figure out what those months are and just manage them for the, so and put money aside. Yeah. Excuse me, put and, money aside. And you know, they always say like, put money away for like a, what was it? Cold day, rainy days. Uh -huh. Cold day, rainy day. Yeah. Um, so what I was taught when I was in college that you shouldn't own, you shouldn't start up a business if you don't have at least one year worth of money to survive. Oh, yes. I don't That's know how true. realistic that but is. But that is true though. But I did open this business with six months. My, but I was able, because COVID was good to me. Oh, that was the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> I said this on the podcast multiple COVID times. COVID was the best thing because I still worked. I took off for 45 days. 
That was all I that never, I, took off I didn't take off one day. I'm not Yeah, lie. I had to take off for 45 days because my husband was like, you're not coming in here bringing in no germs. And then I'm like, so then one day he came home. He was like, I just want you to know that. I hope you got some money to pay your car. No, I'm going to work in the morning. Hit up all my clients. Let's go. Because he was like, I'm not Uh-oh. paying. I'm going to pay him. I'm going to go in. And my business did so well during COVID. I worked at another salon and we just taped up the walls. And you them to the back. Came through the back door, <laughs> you know. And so I felt like I was cheating and shit. But, <laughs> you know, it worked. And I was able to convert that from there to where I'm at right now. Uh-huh. So, you know, COVID was great. I loved COVID. I, lo- I mean, rest I in don't peace. Want co- rest in peace, COVID. I don't want you back, but because yeah. COVID created inflation. So, oh yeah. Um, what, what, what is your opinion about everybody with these over in our industry? Like, so what we're dealing with in the hair, everyone is, uh, I'm seeing it on social media when I get a chance to go on there. No one's shampooing hair anymore. And I'm like, what, what? the fuck? What the fuck? Why wouldn't you shampoo? That's the best. That's where I go for. I want you to rub my fucking head. Like, yeah. Yeah, So inflation, people don't want to, everything just costs so much. Well, that's what, like, it it is expensive. And I do raise my prices every six months. Mm -hmm. Not by a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, a couple dollars here and there. Note it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's because it does, my products go up. Oh my God. And, and what a lot of people don't understand is like my commissioners, and I, all of them are commissioned, even though they're booth rent, mm-hmm. they still do commission because they, again, if I, you know, I don't do eyelashes, she does eyelashes, she's a booth renter, I give her the lash clients. And then she gives you a commission off of exactly. it. Exactly. That's how I work too. That's exactly what You're I do. such a smart young lady. But guess who buys the products though? You. This is something I had to tell one of my stylists. And and I was so glad that I was able to educate her. She so she got her first commission checks for me. She was like, "Oh my god, I didn't know you were getting that percentage, and I was only getting that." So because I liked her, what I did was I I broke all the. I said, "You get to take home that. I get to take home this." Yep, that's because twenty percent goes back into the business. Ten mm-hmm. percent goes into the savings, mm-hmm. so the business can stay in. In business. Beautiful. Yep. I may have, I may get to keep 15% of that. If that. I'm not making money off of you, boo. I'm not. And I but had, I'm building you up so no. that you can leave me. And I had to talk about this to my assistant today because I told her, I was like, you guys think I make money because I'm taking, what, 40% home, that it's 60, 40, right? But in reality, who's buying your products? And I, I, am. Do, I used to do 60, 40. I do, um... I do, what do I do? So it kind of depends. So I'm 50-50. I was, with, that was up in the beginning yeah, though. I'm 50-50. Because guess what? With or without the people working with me, I am the hair cafe. People are coming to, they're not looking for Monique necessarily. They're looking for the hair cafe because it got great reviews. Mm-hmm. So I'm trusting you and I'm giving you this client that you may have for 45 years. You're going to run me 50% of that. You're paying me to give you the business. And I and I had that for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was 50-50. But I changed it because I, again, wanted my girls to know that they are eating as well. Mm-hmm. But I just recently changed that. Mm-hmm. Because, again, they were like, well, you're taking home but this guess much. What, guess what? Your profit margin may be different. You know, like, yeah. so you probably can afford that. Yeah. I'm barely able to afford the 50-50. And, so. that's, and that's different because, you know, yeah. hair products, like, it's expensive. It's, it's a lot. It's color. It's shampoo. It's, con- it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And and you guys use it very constantly. Like, mm-hmm. a nail polish isn't going to really, you know what, yeah. make a difference. Or Absolutely. Or a, a lash glue is, like, what, $25? It's not going to make yeah. a difference of how you guys, and we keep it Absolutely. for a long time. Absolutely. So they didn't see that. They were like, oh, well, you're, you're getting 40% out of that. But I'm like, you don't understand, though. Like, I'm buying everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm buying everything and I'm making sure our lights are on. I'm making sure the salon is clean. Yeah. I'm making sure your clients have that everything. nice cocktail. <laughs> oh, I tell my girls, who's next to bring the water? Yeah. I do tell them that. Yeah, because like, you know I'm keeping the towels clean. Yeah, I'm doing it. And it's so much more. And that's why I want to open this academy because I want to educate these ladies and men that it's so much more to business that's than such a good idea, just though. the fucking skill. Tabitha Coffee wrote a book and said it's not all about the hair. If you are a hairstylist and you have never read the book, please grab the book. Tabitha Coffee is not all about the hair because she teaches you that you can have an amazing 
You can be an amazing stylist, can cut your ass off, balayage it, but if you don't have some other key parts, you won't survive. Customer service is number one for my oh, business. Yep. Customer service. I do the best that I can. I provide a clean environment and I cater to the people who decide they're going to spend money inside of my facility. They can spend money. There are 400 salons up for deal. But they chose to spend their money with me. Period. And I'm so, I'm happy and I appreciate them. So I give back. I, I make sure that everyone is accommodated to a degree. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes you've got those clients that go too far. Yeah, you know what, though? They I That's one thing about, and why did they come back? And a lot of people always ask me, like, how did I go from home to a shop? My fucking customer service. Customer because service. I'm me. Yeah. They're coming to obviously my work. So when they sit in another room, they're like, oh my God, I'm hoping I'm getting DDs. Exactly. I'm hoping I'm getting DDs. Oh <laughs> but that's how God. it is. I'm but, hoping I'm getting But I, I tell every client that they're under, anybody that works here mm -hmm. is my standards. I don't just hire Absolutely. anybody. Absolutely. You think I'm going to hire some rent? No. Even if it's a booth renter. No. I like to vet and see Me what they. Fucking too. So my group that I have, I love them so much that I have probably had at least like 12 people want to come and rent with me and the energy just didn't come off very well yeah. so i said no because i didn't want to jeopardize what i already had have. you know what i mean yep. and we have such mm -hmm. a great team mm -hmm. that i'm just hiring a new girl okay and you know i, I invited her oh, to the sorry. group chat because we're in a group chat together because mm -hmm. i like to make you know you know the trending tiktoks you know that you've seen our group ones you know mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. shop and we have content days and stuff like that but I want to make sure that she's a good fit. So I had to interview her, even though she wasn't necessarily, I wasn't paying her. Mm -hmm. She's just a booth renter, but still like, Absolutely. I wanted to catch a vibe. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, they live with you. Yeah. They're here this all is your day. roommate. And, and it's hard to fire people. So I can fire a booth renter. I can be like, you know what? It's not working out. I think it's time for us to part ways. Luckily for me, I've only had to do that twice in my entire career. However, this is where we live. We spend just as much time here as we do at home. If not more, me. But yeah. we spend more time awake here because a lot of times at home we're sleeping. Sleeping. So, yeah, yeah that's uh, so important because you have a vibe, like mm -hmm. you said. There's a vibe here. And you need people to be able to blend in, the, not change it blend into yeah. it so yeah that's important i, I think yeah. i think you're doing great yeah we, you know it, it, it's a learning process i'll say you know I, I like i said there's days where i'm just crashing like yesterday mm -hmm. i crashed but then i was like what the fuck i was like i could do it like i, can do this. I, I woke this. up i woke up i was like i'm in a good fucking mood right. like i'm gonna have some espresso you'd be like i'm that bitch yeah yes <laughs> i'm not give me a martini um, see, please you know you ever heard that saying it's like i can complain about my problems but then i can hear someone and realize that i'm blessed oh absolutely you're 25 and you're right here to where i'm at 25 you know how many years it took me to get here so just to pat you on your back and say you're doing a good bitch you're doing a good job, job. bitch you're doing a good job yeah. so you're doing yeah. you're doing really good and Thank i you. can say that because i see it i see the traffic i see i i, I watched you when while you build out you know i mean we're all really busy but we get to see what our neighbors yeah. are doing you know what i mean yeah. and oh i hear the music next door don't worry oh are we bad <laughs> I'm giving a face. I'm like motherfucking walls. I'm sorry. No, the wall. Do you hear my music? Only when I'm there by myself. Oh, because at night I'm bumping because I'm okay. cleaning. Yeah. Only when, but, <laughs> but so you hear my music because my shit is on this side. And I'm right here. Yeah. So I'm doing a facial. I'm like, oh, they're just bumping music. It's, it's, it's okay. Okay. So look, <laughs> just text me sometimes and be like, oh, no, but I, I, it's not like bad. I just okay. say, I'm like, we bumping, you know, yeah. but at the same time, like we're neighbors. Like yeah. you're busy. Like our weekends are fucking busy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like there's days I'm just like, I don't even go outside. I'm here all, I'm all from day. morning to night. Right. Right. And sometimes we want to go and talk to each other, but I'm like, I'm fucking. Like, hey girl, I see you walk to church. Hey girl, yeah. how you doing? Yeah, that's it. Good to see you. Yes, yeah. But that's all we can do. That's all we can do. At the end of the day, it's about leadership. And if we don't work as hard, we we're just not there yet. You have you have ten years on me that you can make your business run on its own, where you won't have to be here, and you can be in Bora Bora Ugh. six months out of the year. You're only twenty five. I'm trying to get there. 
And I waited late because I did everything that I could to make sure that my family was good. Uh, my husband was successful. My daughter went to college. My other daughter, because my I have a daughter that is, um, she waxed. She has her cosmetology license. Oh, I she waxed. remember you telling me about yeah. her. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm, all my kids, I had to make sure that they were all good before I could start focusing on myself. You have no children. You don't have a boo yet. You don't even need that shit right now. You're only 25. You should have seven boos. Oh. <laughs> I got a roster. <laughs> so you're in a great position that mm -hmm. you will not have to do this for a very long time. Yeah. You will be able to just run your franchise. Yeah, that's what I want, you know. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I got asked this the other day from a client. Um, what do I see myself in like 10 years? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I love what I do. Mm -hmm. Because... I love making connections with my clients. They're my mm -hmm. friends at yeah. the end of it. And they, they end up being, yeah. Yeah. You I, mean, I don't party with all of them. There's I pick and choose who yeah, I want to yeah, be yeah, with. Yeah. You know what I I'm mean? The same way. But I do, I'm going to miss that whole like interaction and stuff. Mm -hmm. But at the end of it, I was like, I want to be a boss. I want to be able to walk or drive to like, let me go to check out this location to see how they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then let me go to another location to see mm -hmm. how they're doing mm -hmm. and not, you know, do the service anymore. Yeah. And have everyone that works for me up to the standard that I was. Absolutely. That's the end goal That's for me. Goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. But you know what? As long as you have the goal, you can make it happen. Yeah. Manifest it. Put the stickers. Remind yourself every morning when you wash your face and brush your teeth. Because that's what I do. I have um, the, the little sticky notes. Oh. And I place them. And I say things like, I leave a note to myself. You're a bad bitch. I read it. I thought it. I'm manifesting. I'm a bad bitch. You know what I mean? Like yep. you're going to make a thousand dollars today. I, I have all kind of manifestations on my affirmations all over my bathroom at times. And then I'll take them off and I'll write new, new ones. ones. You know what I mean? Because they become so um, norm that I, I, I know what they say already. Mm -hmm. So I'll create new ones. So, but you're on the right path. Yeah. You're doing a fucking fantastic. We, 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 you're on rule 66. Did you realize that? No. What? What do you mean? You're on Route 66? No. No, you don't you don't know how dope that is? You're fucking on Foothill. This is called Route 66. Where? In the state of California, mm -hmm. this is Route 66. I'm like, where? Oh, oh, you just mean in the street yes. in general. I thought you were talking about but the little fucking picture. No, do you understand <laughs> that this is the most popular Oh, street? we're on fucking Foothill, baby. Cheers what? to fucking Cheers that. Cheers to Foothill. You know where we are? Yes. We're in the middle of Rancho, okay? Mm -hmm. We are like five minutes from Victoria Gardens. We got, do you see this? Do you see how fucking packed it gets right here? Oh, I know that, baby. We, this is great. Yeah, we're we, in a great we are location. In a great lo and that's what makes me say, okay, I'm going to sign five more years. That's me. Five more years. This is our baby, though, bro. Yeah. We had to keep it. At the end yeah. of it, you know, we're going to be like, oh, And man. it's your baby when you build out. Like, yeah. you can buy a turnkey and love it, but when you got to do the build out and you stressed out because oh, your yeah. contractor had to go work on another job and you like, oh, my God, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die because I got to pay this high-ass rent. And you no. know that I have two buildings. Oh, I know. I can even just imagine. But you're fucking doing it. So that's all that matters. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. So before we leave, give one more piece of business advice that you would give to someone that, you know, is probably working from home and either is thinking about owning, because I get this question asked all the time. Mm -hmm. Should I go straight to solo salons? Or should I take a leap of faith and go straight into be a salon owner? Okay, so I my opinion is the best person for a solo suite or a private suite is someone who is seasoned. They're, they don't have a need. They have everything that they need. They're popular. They're popping. Those are the people who succeed the best in a private suite. If you're new and you're coming from a home or from school, get with people you can learn from and you can grow from, even if you don't want to stay there forever. You need to have people around you that you can help that can help you grow. We can't grow by ourselves. A plant cannot water itself. You've never seen a plant grab its leaf and Absolutely. say, eh, 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 I'm gonna put some water in here. Yeah. No. So when when you're early on or you're you're thinking about um, the growth process, think about a plant. They can't water themselves. You're a plant. You're trying to grow. Get somewhere. Find you a salon that you think that would be good for you and find you a mentor. 
and go from there. That's the best advice that I can give anybody. And you might not find it in the first location, the second location. Never be afraid to grab your shit and go. Take risk. Take the risk because this industry is risk driven, period. You will never be successful if you cannot take a risk, especially if you want to call yourself an entrepreneur. So find your mentor, find a salon that you can grow from. Because at the end of the day, I'm a mentor. And what I do know is that they won't stay with me forever. And I bless them. And I want to see them do great things. So just find you a, a good home and grow from there. But do not go into a soul suite if you ain't got your shit together. That ain't going to work. Oh, yeah. And you know, the price You'll you're going to Literally. For the little ass room, literally. And soul is not going to give you fucking clients. Right. Oh, no, no. Everyone that knows about soul is they know that you need to have a steady clientele. Because better. people don't just walk in there and look, oh, let me see no you know no 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 and then they only see the ones on the front yeah and then it's funny because they'll be like whoever got the best looking room that's who i'm gonna go get a car for <laughs> and that'd be the motherfucker that can't even do it <laughs> so yeah i mean you know and again i respect solo suites i have yeah. a dear friend one of my best partners in the game her name is maria she is in the aspire suites she is beautiful. badass but let me tell you something. That's not where she started her business. She started her business from the ground up, hustling, grinding, working in shops. She worked with me for a minute. And I think she worked with me for like two and a half years. And she was a jewel. And she's popping. Yeah. And her business is so big that she could survive in a private suite. But just getting out there, Mm-mm. that ain't the thing to do. Yeah. No. Private suites are beautiful, though. They the Aspire ones, are so, they're just so they're, expensive. Yeah. But they're beautiful. Like, to even... Like people that, you know, go to school and they're finished for school and they go straight to a solo. No, like, that's not a good idea. It's just like crazy because yeah. it's so expensive, you know, yeah. like and work your way just, up. It, it, it limits your education. It yeah. really limits your education. So that's just me, though. I'm not the holy grail, so I can't say. But in my opinion, and I've done this for a very long time. Remember, I'm from the turtle ages, so I get it. However, I've had a solo suite. Uh, private suite. I've done booth renting. I've done commission. I've done it all. Yeah. All the way to being an entrepreneur. So with that being said, my recommendation is somebody that wants to grow, get with people you can learn from and prepare yourself to be in that private suite. I've always told myself, like, I want to do a salon, kind of like a salon, not really more Mm -hmm. like a salon environment, like Mm -hmm. kind of like this, Mm -hmm. but more rooms. Okay. You know, because I feel like in a lot Less expensive yeah. to where they can grow and they can afford it. We in this high ass Rancho Cucamonga where square footage is five dollars and ten cents. Let me tell you. Foot, so yeah. <laughs> well, it was a pleasure having you on my podcast. Thank you for inviting yes, me. Yes, we always end this podcast with a quote. So, okay. what would you like your quote to be? My quote would be: "Beauty in the eye of the beholder. No one can tell you what's beautiful. It's." It's within you, what you see. So that's my Oh, beautiful. Well, thank you for being on here. And cheers. Cheers. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Next time. Bye.